welcome back everybody to the Chipman Brothers Tangent. As always, um, I'm Chris. I'm Bob. And uh, we're coming to you uh, live from the bomb cyclone, or whatever the hell this storm is called. Um, for those bomb of you, cyclone. Have you heard this shit? Yeah, apparently it's called the, it's the bomb cyclone, like, which is wh- bizarre to me. Why would you call a storm something you can't say in an airport? Or like in any I, government I couldn't or tell public you. facility. Um, for, for those of you uh, joining us for the first time or that don't know us all that well, we reside in um, the North Shore area of Massachusetts and we're getting walloped yeah. with a um, uh, Nor'easter kid, um, which is also a blizzard and is also being referred to now as a bomb cyclone bomb for some cyclone. reason because everything's bombs in 2018. And how big your bomb firing buttons are, whatever else is going on in the world. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> oh, my computer. No, don't restart. All right. Um, anyway, um, so uh, first of all, um, thank you all. This is our first podcast of 2018. Um, yes, yes, it is. We had a successful run um, from May to the end of the year, 2017. And it's a new year. And, uh, Thank you all that have supported us so far and are continuing on into 2018. Um, also wanted to thank uh, my Patreon supporters at patreon.com slash the Chippa, T-H-E-C-H-I-P-P-A, which yes. um, supports uh, primarily this podcast and another one that I'm doing with my wife and other things um, so far and into the future. Um, for finally getting to a quarter of my goal. So um, at the very end of 2017, you guys inched me over. So thank you very much. Um, it's very much appreciated. And uh, um, as uh, my Twitter followers saw, um, my wife and I announced today that we're having a second baby. So that money definitely helps. So um, yay. Yay. And so Bob's going to be an uncle for a second time. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, th- thank you guys again for the support so far. So um, with this, we just did a big one about just Star Wars The Last Jedi, and I'd still like to say um, fuck you all that don't like it. Um, I'm getting very angry, <laughs> as you probably are, Bob. Um, everyone I know in my circle, I'm waiting for someone that I know that doesn't like it. Do you know what hmm. I mean? So I can have an actual argument. And not just get trolled because, um, right, yeah, every, you know, family members who I'd expect to be a little bit more challenged or Star Wars fans that I know that have been fans since the beginning that even saw it are just in love with the damn thing. Mm. Um, so I don't know. Um, since our last podcast, I've seen it a second time, um, and I've watched The Force Awakens, um, before seeing it a second time. And not only do I feel that The Last Jedi is even better on multiple viewings, but I feel it makes The Force Awakens better. Oh, and, okay. and I love The Force Awakens, but I think it elevates it. I think yeah, um, I, would, I can agree with that. I think my my initial thoughts about some things being kind of well, well, there are some things that are kind of squashed and diminished that The Force Awakens did a lot of the mystery boxing stuff. It delivers on a lot more themes and like words and dialogue that were stated in that movie than I expected. So I was I was very very happy with how well that kind of tied up in a lot of places. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, we, we went over this. On yes, a, yeah. I just I wanted to start with that. And forwards, but it, um. <laughs> but you know, it, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think, uh, I think that history is going to be a lot kinder to, uh, to the Last Jedi than a relatively small number of very vocal, very loud people are being right now. Right. 
And so j- just to remind you all, we both still love The Last Jedi. Um, <laughs> so, Bob, um, you know, I was thinking there's other movies that came out in 2017. Um, bes- there are. Besides there are The Last movies. Jedi. And a lot of ones that inched in at the end. But um, there was one we couldn't really talk about that you and I have both seen now because it kind of took a while to um, to actually be released. Um, yes. And it's doing well from what I've heard in the small amount of theaters it's playing in. And that was um, what I feel, and you know, maybe this is a maybe this is a hot take. Maybe I'll get attacked for this, but um, I think it could at least be equal to, if not the best film this gentleman has made, in Guillermo del Toro. I I think this is Devil's Backbone, Pan's Labyrinth level, maybe one step removed because it's not in his native language. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, the Shape of Water um, is just yeah. it, it's a goddamn masterpiece. I would agree with that. Um, I, I know that you posted a review of it, but uh, you know, I I watched it and was completely blown away. And it's it's one of those movies that it kind of it, it doesn't reveal its hand till the final shot. Really, yeah. there's so much going on. It's so layered. There's so many different character changes, and the movie is brutal, and the movie is beautiful, and the movie is nasty, and it's a science fiction creature feature, and it's a love story, and it's a very adult love story in that it's it's kind of a it's a very graphic <laughs> in, in many ways movie. Um, yeah. But man, that that final shot is pure for anyone that doesn't find the final shot of this movie uplifting and like mm. a hopeful, especially in, you know, paralleling to the nasty real world and hyper real world that movie has going on. It was like yes. it was like a Hugo level sense of odd wonder. Um and then this movie was far more adult than Hugo, but you know it was that same kind of thing. Um, God, I just loved it. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I was I was way into it. I thought it was great. It's a great monster movie. It's a great love story. Love Doug Jones. Love Sally Hawkins. The whole thing is just terrific. Yeah, they're 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 just fantastic. So, um, I mean, we're kind of paralleling what everybody in the critic world is saying. Um, but if you haven't seen it yet, if you have a means to see this movie. See it in a theater. See it on the big screen. It's a love letter to cinema. Um, it's a love letter to good filmmaking. Um, they don't make them like this. I don't think they've ever made them like this. This is kind of in its own <laughs> in its own ballpark. But if you if you like Guillermo del Toro, this is. I, I I'm not a hater of Crimson Peak, but there are some people that are. The things you didn't like about that are not are not here. And and I love mm-hmm, that movie, mm-hmm. but this this is yeah. far superior to that. But to say that any movie in this guy's career is superior, none of them are really at the bottom of the barrel. So uh, I think that's awesome. Even Blade 2, shut up. <laughs> I, love yeah, me, know, I all, love me Blade 2. Yeah, no, they're, they're, all, they're all good. They're all fun. His stuff is always very, uh, you know, amusing. And, uh, yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with this one. It, it's a different thing than Crimson Peak. You know, he, his stuff has so many tonal aesthetics that are similar that I kind of feel like people, you know, like want to treat them like they're in the same genre, but like right, right. Of uh, other than the fact that he he re he favors certain recurring actors and visual motifs, they're they're completely different. You know, Crimson Peak is is gothic horror, and it's you know it, it's it's big sweeping house vistas, and you know this very hammer horror, right. you know old old fashioned you know soap opera aesthetic deliberately. This one is, you know, his interpretation of Americana. It's Edward Hopper. It's Norman Rockwell. It's, uh, 
you know, a, a creature from the Black Lagoon sort of... A, it, it's basically a, a, a different version of Revenge of the Creature, really. But, it is, uh, it is. And it, it's, it's uh, you know, movie nostalgia and a lot of things that are in... You know, you, you've probably... I wouldn't say that there's anything in this that you haven't seen, you know, before in something else. It's not like... Uh, it's it's not it, it's it's of a kind to Crimson Peak where he's doing you know similar genre fare again, but uh, right it, it's as opposed to like the Devil's Backbone where he's you know sort of giving us hey we we haven't seen a uh, you know a a Spanish Civil War era uh, ghost story movie in a, a boys school or a Pan's Labyrinth which is you know you can only describe in terms of him yes uh, pa- pa- the, Pan's, the, Pan's Labyrinth what's the genre Guillermo del Toro. There's, right, yeah, there's no other way to describe that movie. <laughs> yeah, and you know it's it's all gothic horror, uh, but in different flavors of it. And he really can do uh, just about everything. And I genuinely wish that uh, you know, I mean, this is doing well. I uh, I wish that uh, he got more projects going because he is that sort of famous filmmaker who is constantly working on twenty fascinating sounding projects and then makes like two of them. But it's it's always good that you get something like this when a bunch of the big ones break down, right? Like we got yeah. we got what Paci- yeah. Pacific Rim and Crimson Peak because at the Mountains of Madness <laughs> did was, yeah. didn't happen, right? And right, then yeah. uh, this is kind of I don't really know what this is the result of not happening because those kind of came with the Hobbit as well, right? Where he kind of stepped down from that. Um, yes, yeah. But man, it, it, and like you said, it's things you've seen before, but it just it feels so fresh. Because of the way mm. it's handled, right? It, it rarely is a movie like this treated so um, adult, treated so seriously. Like, um, it, you know, the, the movie doesn't. Uh, it's not silly. Do you know what I mean? It it, it wants. It, it's hyper real, and it kind of exists. The movie like looks like a Norman Rockwell painting, like you said. Yeah. Uh, especially the scenes in the the diner and and in the movie theater and things like that. But man, it's just it's. It's it's just so beautiful and so well yeah. made and um like we could talk it to death but we're saying things that other people have said. It's very it's very similar even though that movie kind of played played with genre and tone a lot more. It reminded me a lot of Okja. Yes. Um espe- very especially similar. the second half of the movie. Um second half of Okja cuz the first half of Okja wants you to not quite know what genre you're watching, right? It's it's almost like a children's film and then it gets very very not <laughs> it's it's a great movie. Yeah. That's another one. Hey, I don't know if we've talked about that on here, but that comes with high recommendation for me. This is the year of the the Netflix and Amazon films, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is uh, yeah. This well, I mean, Netflix and Amazon have been doing original films for a while. This is sort of the year where it's going to it's going to start looking weird when they get ignored at awards time, which is sort of because there's so many uh, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's so many of them, and uh, you know. Uh, you know, Netflix just had a uh, uh, kind of their first real uh, blow up with uh, Bright because uh, there there are tons of oh. bad or- original movies on uh, Netflix, but uh, Netflix usually doesn't like promote them. They're just kind of there to be promote them or on or and... cast Will Smith in them. Yeah, right. It was <laughs> this, this was this was supposed to be like uh, Netflix's big deal was uh, that hey, we've got this promising ish pitch from. Uh, uh, David Ayer and uh, Lack, uh, Max Landis. Whoops. Yeah. So, uh, so we have uh, you know from the director of Suicide Squad and the writer of uh, American Ultra and a few other things. 
uh, yeah, can't uh, can't imagine that went wrong, but uh, but it did. Yeah, and uh, they've apparently announced a sequel, which which sounds like a threat. But then again, it's it's Netflix. No one actually knows how much these things make, or or, or how they of... gauge how much they make what they make. Yeah. Well, the thing of it is, is that Netflix is. I mean, they don't sell ads; they sell subscriptions. And by definition, if you're watching, you've already subscribed. You know, I think that. I mean, we, you and I have talked about this. But, yeah, it's, it's bonkers. Uh, yeah, well, for pe- for people that that are you know on there, for for those of you who who don't actually follow this stuff, companies like Netflix and Hulu and and Amazon and stuff, the reason that these things are so cheap for the most part, the the reason that they're saving money is because they're not making money selling you products. They're making money collecting data on what you watch and buy and selling that incredibly valuable information, all of this crowdsourced information about what people want to buy and when they buy it and the, the kind of things that basically pollsters used to charge an arm and a leg for, uh, you know, Amazon and Netflix can now sell for even more than an arm and a leg. So in case you're, you've ever wondered, hey, why am I saving so much money uh, shopping online and watching uh, streaming services and whatnot? It's because you're the product that they're selling. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's the, the information economy. That That's what it actually is. <laughs> oh, bright. I yeah, haven't, I haven't yeah. watched it. I, I have no interest. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I, I'd opine more on it, but I haven't watched it either because I haven't been assigned to. It just sounds and, like a disaster uh, from from what yeah, I've well, heard. Well, like the, the the idea sounded good, but then it sounds like it's gone bad in exactly the way that I would have predicted. You know what this is about, right? Oh yeah, yeah. This is this is it's uh, it's it's like Shadowrun, but uh, but as bad boys. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 sort of like you know if uh, hey if uh, if. All of the medieval monsters and things like orcs and fairies were real. Uh, Wasn't you know, this if... grim? Well, sort of, but like grim. The idea in grim was that like these things were rare and that it all got covered up and that it was always like an underground thing. the The pitch here is basically what if Middle Earth was our actual past and none of the stuff ever went away. It just evolved alongside regular people so now it's 21st century los angeles and there's you know orcs and fairies and uh you know goblins and trolls and things but they're just you know other people in you know rubber halloween masks living or it's alien nation but with fantasy instead of aliens basically which is fun i feel like like this as an 80s tv show could have, or an early '90s TV show could have been awesome. Yeah, this feels like something that should have already existed. And you know, yes, people are going to jump in and say it's like, oh no, there's a billion you know cheesy pulp fantasy and you know, <laughs> the, you know, ur- urban fantasy is a whole genre. So I'm sure there's like a million paperbacks that do this. And you know, Shadowrun is kind of this plus cyberpunk and all of that. But uh, yeah, this this is the idea. And the, so the the hook is that uh, Will Smith is a a racist cop. Who is is racist against uh, like orcs or goblins? I think he's like a goblin racist, and uh, oh, and grand. They, they and and they they partner him. With, you see, it's 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 ironic. You see, because he's black, but in this universe, that's not as big a deal as the guy who's who's an orc. Uh-huh. You see, so it's so so it's funny. You see, that's the there's a joke. Is yeah. there? 
Yeah, that's that's the gag. And I think Joel Edgerton is is the orc cop, who's who's like his partner, and uh, they have to solve a mystery about a magic wand or something. Oh, good. Yeah, I feel like this is. You're right. This is something that like feels like it should have been made as like. Oh shit! What was that the the cop show where the guy was a vampire? It was like in the nineties. Yeah, um, Night, something Night. For, for, forever Night. That show was awesome. For, <laughs> forever Night. That show was awful, but awesome. Oh, dude, we, you, you and I, it was on right before Mystery Science Theater. It was on Fox. It was on at like 11, yeah. and then Mystery Science Theater was on at midnight on Comedy Central, so we used to watch that. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, no, because this was, this was, conne- yeah, no, it this was, was like con- Vampire NYPD Blue. <laughs> well, it was, can- it was Canadian, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was it was Canadian, and they're in like Toronto, and the the it was it was basically the Highlander show, but instead of you know the original made up immortal stuff from Highlander, it was just nah vampires. Yeah, exactly. And it was just otherwise it was a regular cop show, but with like vampire stuff going on. So the dude like he was a cop, and he only worked at night because he was a vampire, and uh, he was always trying to not be a vampire, and, and uh, failing like, I think and not being a vampire. Right, yeah, well, I think he had, like, he had, like, a vampire friend who was, like, you know, the sort of bad guy who, you know, like, yep. I think he turned him or something, and, and that guy hosted, like, uh, like, a goth talk radio show. Yes. Oh, my God, yes. This was, like, in... Are we... In, did in we the, really... Oh, man. Forever Night. <laughs> yeah, in the eight In the 80s and 90s, it was, like, a, a thing in, like, bad genre movies and TV shows that... In order to get exposition out, there'd always be one character who hosted, like, a really obscure, specific talk show at, like, three in the morning. Yep. Like, local to the town, wherever they were in, so that they could, like, you know, have someone there in a monologue at the end or give exposition. Is, is that so? See, this is the thing. I don't watch, like, network TV in primetime for the most part. I don't, part, know, if, now, I don't know if they still do that. Is that so? Like, is, is it podcasting now? Is it, like, some guy who's a podcaster? Yeah, you know, and that that's like the yes, I mean, because you can just film a guy in a room, and fill in a bunch of time. Yeah, I feel like that it because they've made TV shows out of podcasts, right? Yeah, I think like, like, I think Welcome to Night Vale just got optioned to be a TV show. Oh, that should be interesting on Sci-Fi. Yeah. Well, like, didn't uh, oh shit, my dad says the the thing. Yeah, that was that's with Shatner a TV, for, yeah, for like a Shatner, week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that that that, that was something that was adapted from a podcast where it was just some guy writing down shit that his dad said. Uh, I think uh, Encyclopedia Dad is going to be a talk sh- is going to be a TV show now. Oh Christ! No, that was that. that it was like a sad like. Uh, oh no, like, I know what it thing. is. That's why I'm like, yeah, oh. you, 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 yeah, you've you've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah, people have heard of, this is the guy. He it's like a, a short. I don't know if it's true or not. It's a short story about like. You know, a, a dude whose father had recorded like an entire like lifetime worth of video advice. So I guess the show will just be like uh, like any other show about a person with a family member giving weird advice, but the dude will just be on tape. Yeah, or maybe they'll, I don't know, maybe have him yeah. like playing out what he hears on the tape, and would you wonder your style here? The dad come in from time to time. Yeah, that's true. It's it's weird. It could be that, like Pete you know, and Pete. It could be really good. Yeah, it could be. Um, yeah, I mean, Wonder Years was a decent show. Wonder Years was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> we've gone way far afield. Sorry. About we that. no, this is what we do. Um, yeah. so so yeah. okay, more uh. movies. Um, so is there anything hey, you, else? 
that you you just watched Blade Runner, right? Well, I was going to say I was going to get to that. So I've been catching oh. up. I finally okay. saw Baby Driver, which was like my most anticipated movie of the year, and then I never got out to see it. Okay. I loved it. I thought it was good. Didn't you? Did, did you like it? I, I liked it a lot. I mean, yeah. um, I I really like Edgar Wright. I'm very impressed that Edgar Wright can make. I mean, tonally, right? He hasn't really made a movie that's the same. You know, he had the Cornetto trilogy, which the characters, or at least the actors, moved through, and the themes and jokes were similar. But Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and World's End are three very different movies. Mm. But you know, they're they're still comedies, you know, ish. But comedy action movies. Scott Pilgrim versus the World. I I love to death. That's my happy place movie. Um, yeah. But Baby Driver, man, was it, it, it's. I could see someone who's not into like editing and how a movie is made just kind of go, okay, well, th- this is a fun little action movie. What's so special about it? But man, it was just really well made. I I loved it and. And for an extra added bonus in light of things in 2017, you get to see Kevin Spacey get his comeuppance and can rewind and play it over and over and over again if you want. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he was really good in it, too. Um, I was yeah, really yeah. impressed by the arc that John Hamm's character took. Mm. They, And again, you know, we everyone must have seen this by now, but, you know, spoiler alert in case you want to go into Baby Driver and not know what goes on. But they paint him as, like, the sympathetic um, bad guy. You know what I mean? It's going to help the kid out. And then everybody around this kid that was potentially dangerous to him is wiped off the map. And John Hamm is the most dangerous. Like, he goes, goes like, supernatural dangerous. (laughs) And it's awesome. Um, And it's cool. The soundtrack is great. Um, it's a very geeky, very filmmaker. It's like a, it's like if the Coen Brothers and Edgar Wright, you know, had a baby, it would be this movie because it's very, it's very like a filmmaker's movie. <laughs> you, yeah, it, it, you know, it, 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 yeah, it does that thing that I, I understand why, uh, why some people don't don't like this. I, I don't know why these people would watch anything Edgar Wright makes at this point, but it does that thing where you are very much constantly aware that it is, it, it is a movie. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That, that this is not not in the sense of like fourth wall breaking, but in the sense of this is happening because this is a movie. This is, you know, it is being edited this way to show that we can edit it this way. Right. No human would actually do this in this moment in time, but it works because they're humming and making beats along with the soundtrack. But I mean, like movies like Magnolia and stuff have done that to an incredible. It, it's it's not to be experienced just as a movie. The, the movie's kind of like pulling you into it, and it's it's almost like kinetic, like it's living and breathing on its own. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's not really set up to feel like real life. It's not really set up to feel... Oh, like you said, it. You, Wes Anderson does that a lot, too. Where it's, it's, sort of. But, sort but of. his is kind of a different thing. His is like a dream state kind of a thing, um, where he wants you to know that his tracking shot is a tracking shot. You know what I mean, and stuff like that. But um, well, a- Anderson likes things to be artificial in general. Yeah, you know, the, this 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 un- until they don't. You know, I think the 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 difference there, and I think the the underappreciated thing about Wes Anderson is there's always like he clearly does like 
you know, the, this is a set, this is yes. handmade, you know, because his, his movies are very often about people whose entire lives are like that. They, you know, all of his characters are always seem to be having an excuse to wear homemade clothes and the kids are always making little art projects and, you know, it, it's just the tone that he lives in, you know, he does, uh, the life aquatic and the animals are going to look like stop motion animation and the machinery is going to look like machinery. Uh, but you know, whenever it does jump out into a, a semblance of reality, there's a reason for it. You know, there's a, the, I mean, like the obvious one is the Darjeeling express, you know, which is the one everyone forgets. Cause it's Darjeeling limited. I love that movie. Oh, Darjeeling limited. Yeah. I love which, that. Movie. But like, but like that one, you know, he keeps them on the train you know, in the artificial, self-contained, you know, Wes Anderson bubble environment until, you know, about the third act, and then it kicks out, and then they're like, okay, now they're in the real world, and it's real, and they can't deal, and that's the point of the movie. Right, exactly. And, and Yeah, and he, you know, every one of his movies does that in different ways. Most of the time, it's more about, you know, the, the surroundings are fake, but the people are real. And, uh, you know, that's so that the, the, the points when shit gets real, quote-unquote, you know, kind of creeps up on you. But, uh, you know, Ed, Edgar Wright doesn't so much do that as he does, you know, hey, this is a movie, but we also have, you know, some, some real humanism in there. And it works, for right. the most part. It, it does, and, and I felt, you know, Baby Driver has the least out of every movie he's made. Like, um, it, it's spending the least amount of time like hugging you and waxing like the thing, the geek thing you share with Edgar Wright, like Shaun of the Dead. Okay, you know if if you're not really into like the characters and the story, there's a lot of good Romero zombie stuff in that movie. You know, so you're there and he's gonna give it to you. Hot Fuzz. You know the characters have like a Kevin Smith level obsession with you know movie references and things, so it's all over there. Um, Scott Pilgrim versus the World is is just a living, breathing comic book. You know, yeah. um, ba- Baby Driver is a bit different because it, it, it's as if, you know, someone, and I won't say with a little bit more style, but with a different style, was making like a gangster Fast and the Furious, you know, um, transporter kind of a movie. But the characters are so good. Do you know what I mean? That it just, it, it pulls you in. And yeah. then and then it's, you know, a, an Oscar worthy editing <laughs> insanity. You know, it, it, it's just, I, I loved it. Again, it's not, you mm. know, it, it didn't make it into my top 10. I thought it might have. Um, my top 10 is changing every day, but it's very close. It, it It's definitely one of the best movies I saw this year. Um, but it's not, you know, it, it's just a good Edgar Wright movie. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I had I had the same sort of sense, uh, you know, when I, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, this is going to be one of, like, you know, the top 10 of the year. Nothing's going to matter. And I was like, I don't know. Actually, that was uh, that was more more like in the top 20. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but it's fun. It is. Enjoy. So then then there's Logan. I missed Logan. Oh, yeah. Oh, so you uh, you, you finally saw Logan. And and I not only did I see Logan, but I just decided to pull out all the stops and watch Logan Noir. Because why not? Ah. I'm a sucker for um, actual, like intended to be black and white cuts of movies um like the okay, mist so, the mist i love the black and white cut of the mist okay you know um, so, so, you, so you've so you've only watched it in the black and white. i've only watched it in the black and white but man is it awesome yeah logan logan's good logan's good and you know especially in retrospect thinking back on the x-men series it kind of bums me out because um and we've been through this before the, the first x-men movie is good but flawed the second x-men movie was awesome awesome when we first saw it 
But superhero yeah. movies have evolved so much past it that it was kind of just like the stepping off point, and it, it's rocky to go back, but it's still good. The third one's hot garbage. We don't have to get back into that. Um, yeah. First class is is amazing. Um, mm-hmm. The other two Wolverine movies, at least the second one was trying. It, that was James Mangold as well, right? The Wolverine? Yeah. That one's yeah, all right. That one's definitely better than Origins. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, Days of Future Past was fine except for the future stuff. I, I couldn't deal with the future stuff sequences. I haven't bothered with Apocalypse. But, man, Logan... It, it again, it, like I said, it, it elevates those other movies. It, it puts them at like yeah. a, it gives them this amazing sort of, um, like it just it builds them up like like a statue of a forgotten time. And I love that they use the comics in it as a thing mm-hmm. of you know a thing of like disdain, you know, for Logan. Like, oh no, that that's that just not really how it went down, and you know, none of that's real. And so I'm not going to put any. But then it's like, you know, you know, maybe there is some in there, you know, and yeah. it's like, ah, oh, it, it's really well done. It career, career performances from um, mm. Jackman and Patrick Stewart. Like everyone yeah. said that, but I, I found myself tearing up. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. The last shot's a killer. And then they're pricks. They're pricks to each other for the whole freaking movie. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's just I'm not used to seeing Professor X being such a prick. <laughs> yeah it's it's bitter it, old man i mean with with it, obvious you know it, it's weird to see the most dangerous mind in the world you know basically dying of alzheimer's right it's yeah it's, it's yeah. insane and um and that little girl another revelation i hope she gets every role she's yeah she, she's great she was awesome and, and to play the first half of the movie mute yeah, and have that be an awesome reveal. Like it's mm. it it's. I mean, is are there differences in the editing or anything that I should know about in the color versus black and white, or is it it's the same movie? I assume, right? Yeah, it's it's the black and white, and it's color timed differently. Yeah, you know, to, 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 because it was shot in color right. in the first place, so to, to make sure that the you know the contrasts and stuff come together, it, it's kind of a they can't just turn the saturation. No, off. exactly. It's the yeah, same so. same thing as with the mist. They they kind of had to rego rego. But man, um, I it's really good. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, I really wish you know. Sometimes I say, oh, I'm, I, I think you had said this. I'm really happy that Deadpool was made, and I'm glad they're making another one. And I'm really happy that Logan exists. Every superhero movie does not need to be Logan. Um, yeah. Yeah. But man, if they want to end them, you know, we like the Harry Potter movies. Yeah. Those books, the the right. Um, why am I forgetting names? What's the name of the writer of the Harry Potter books? J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling. Th- thank you, Sarah. Yeah. Brain cell. I was wanted to say J.K. Simmons for some reason. Wow. Um, <laughs> we are farmers. Um, anyway, um, she had always said, you know, the books were meant to grow up with the audience, right? They weren't going to always be written for eight-year-old kids. And the books did and the movies did. You know, the, the last couple are almost into hard R territory thematically. You know, um, to see Logan get to kind of you can let it be an alternate story or let it be where it really want, whatever you want, but for it to mature to that level and let Wolverine be played by Hugh Jackman and be nasty and be violent worked great. Every movie doesn't have to be like that. You know? Yeah. I, yeah, I think Logan is, it's, it's a bizarrely, 
Like, I, I really like it. I think it's a very solid movie. It was this close to being on my, uh, on, in, in my, uh, not the top ten of my top ten, but uh, in the honorable mentions. Yes, but, uh, I didn't absolutely. Want the, I, I, I kind of thought there should be less than half the number of, of honorable mentions yep. of things, so I kind of went, like, I had, like, four of them. But, uh, you know, what's what's bizarre to me about Logan is we've seen other actors who are known really for one role that they have either aged out of or are, you know, just kind of trying to go out on a high note on. Usually when they make that, like other actors have made this movie, you know, you know, Sean Connery eventually did like darker, older guy spy movies. Yes, you of know, course. He, yeah. He, he also did one where he played James Bond again, and that was kind of a mistake, but you know, like they've, they've done that, you know, Clint Eastwood eventually makes Unforgiven, right? Yes. But, uh, the difference is that like it, the guy in Unforgiven is not Josie Wales or the man with no name or something like usually when they make this, they're like commenting on the role that they made. Whereas this one is, it's a, it's a deconstruction of X-Men and it's a commentary on Wolverine. It might you know, the other movies might have happened. They also might not have. You right, know, they might just of, be the comic books. Yeah. Right, like apparently, there, yeah, apparently there were X-Men comic books in this universe uh, published about them, uh, but it didn't necessarily happen. Uh, and, you know, this whole other thing, and, you know, it's they've set it up that uh, the whole mutant thing not only ended, but ended in a really lame way. Yes. Which, which is, is part of it. You know, because usually it's always like, oh, no, there was an apocalypse and everyone had a giant battle and it was over. And this one is, no, some science guy put something in the water and within a generation now there's no more mutants. Right, Sorry. exactly. It's all done. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just like the, 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 the most pointless fuck you ending to, to the entire thing. And, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I, we won't yell out a spoiler here on the podcast just in case, but like, you know, the, the, the implication of how things ended up on the X-Men is about as dark as that ending can get. Yeah, it's, you know, it's it, just... It, it, it's, it's, it's just it's brutal. Just kind of thing like, it's just like, uh, I have a feeling I know what happened here, and it's like, oh, shit. Man, that's bad. But uh, it's, it's like, I think in, in Old Man Logan, the, you know, the not terribly good but very violent comic that they've kind of based this on, uh, you know, that, that, or that they took sort of the inspiration from, was I think that in that one, uh, I think I read it once, so the... the, the the answer in that one was that uh, Wolverine like got mind controlled and killed everyone, which which is fine. But it's you know that we've seen that a million times. This is a whole other thing. But it's it's so weird to have him make this movie and he's playing actual Wolverine, yeah, and not like a character who's similar to Wolverine. Like this could very this could conceivably be taken as the last X Men movie in this cycle. You know, in in that continuity. Right, and it's it's brilliant that they allowed that to get especially with you know the companies that aren't directly marvel under the you know marvel thing not not really being so good when they take risks um it's very risky and it works it works really well (laughs) yeah like i i don't know because like i i do not need this to be like i don't need every other in fact i don't need this movie ever again no, exactly. Like, that's that's what I w- yeah. when when everything was resolved and the credits rolled, I was like, please don't don't make a Logan yeah. two, don't decide that you know Captain America has to go out this way, don't decide yeah. you know what I mean, don't decide that Spider Man has to have a gritty you know fuck if you want to make a movie like this, just let Todd McFarlane get his rocks off on his Spawn movie, and you know just <laughs> I'm serious, move along because 
they earned this by making yeah, as many did. movies as they did. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Well, and Jack did, well, and Jackman earned this by never, even in the movies that sucked, never not showing up. Do you know right, what I mean? Yeah. The character grew even when the movies didn't. Yeah, well, and also it's it's in this weird place of, you know, usually going back to it when actors make the tribute to like their 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 big role, they're usually not also like you know, Unfor- Unforgiven is probably the rare one where Unforgiven might be Clint's best western. Oh yeah. <laughs> but but usually they don't like like you know the shootest is not John Wayne's best western, you know True Grit might be but he's also kind of doing a parody of himself, you know whereas you know his 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 best westerns quote unquote you know were when he were when he was you know younger to early middle age but uh, you know you, usually that's not the, the these career summation movies are not uh, they're good because of what they are they're not like the best ending for that thing. Uh, the weird thing about Jackman and Wolverine is he's in this odd place of having played this one role really, really well in a succession of, like, nine movies to... How many is it? It's like... It's gotta be nine. Hold on, right? Well, it's X-Men There's one... Five main ones. Yeah, and, and he is technically main in... Five main ones. I mean, he, if we're counting the two cameos, that he's in every X-Men movie, right? Yeah, and so that's nine. Yeah, so he is in all of the X-Men movies, and two of those movies are good. Uh, three. Three, right? if we're, three if we're counting First Class, which is one of the ones he's only technically no, in. No, I mean, X-Men 1 is, is okay. X-2 is good. Okay, if we're counting... Right, so, okay, Future Past is good. Ah, future. Past it's not didn't great, but me. it's good. It does no, it doesn't hold up to a second viewing, but it's not apocalypse bad. F- future past has like two pretty good scenes. All the back in time stuff, which is basically just let's put the you like the first class characters, so we're going to keep them around. Worked really well. It's just the future stuff I I couldn't get behind. And the future, it, it's I don't know that one didn't hold. Like I liked when I first saw it, I was like, "Oh, hey, this is uh, Brian Singer's uh, you know good X Men movie." Uh, no, right, X cool, X Two is and his then, good X Men movie. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So we're counting X. I I would say X Men. Like me personally, X Men Two, First Class, and Logan and Deadpool are yeah. the good. Deadpool X-Men does movies. count as a good X Men movie. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So. Right, so so they count. So uh, so basically, Jackman has done this role in a bunch of. Bottom line, he's done this role a bunch of times, and almost none of the movies are good. Yeah, like the majority of movies aren't good, and also, you know, his version of Wolverine, you know, is is this very different character from from what they've done before. Like like he like his his Wolverine is very dissimilar from the Wolverine in the comics. Yes. You know, and, and I don't just mean the thing that he's tall. He was like, yes, I know Wolverine <laughs> in the comics is, is, is a short... is Like, Wolverine in the comics is this, like, you know... Like, he's he's called Wolverine for a reason. He's small and furry, and he's, you know, mean and, and uh, you know, kind of a kind of an angry redneck, basically. Like an, angry, an angry Canadian uh, Canuck, I guess, is what... Uh, is, is Canadian for redneck, right? I think so, yes. Yeah. So, so much so they named guy. a hockey team after them. Right, yeah. Yeah, so, so, he's, so he's that guy. Uh, whereas you know uh, Jackman's Wolverine is is more of uh, kind of you know a, a somewhat sophisticated guy who's you know just kind of you know dark and gritty by choice. So it's a it's a whole different thing. But he is it's it, it's 
his Wolverine is much more Hugh Jackman than it is Wolverine, but it works. And he's he's made it his own for this long, and he gets to, you know, do what most actors do not get to do, which is leave a part like this on your own terms. Yeah. Not, not just in the sense of, okay, I'm going to do my all in whatever the last version of this is. He literally did, look, we're going to make one continuity, not continuity. We don't care. Just whatever the story is going to be is the story, but please just let me be good let me be good and also the movie be good and also be the r-rated thing that everyone's wanted to see out of this character once before i hang it up so that it doesn't have to be that uh you know i spent most of the top earning prime years of my career in a series of movies that if we're being honest aren't really that good and are going to kind of get dustbinned other than him and patrick stewart right as as soon as marvel makes their x-men movie right exactly yeah, man, so, man did, yeah. did the R-rated Wolverine Claws stuff work to a ridiculous degree, though? It was awesome yeah, yeah. to see it. <laughs> yeah, I was glad. I've, I've always been a little hot and cold on whether or not the Wolverine needs to be R-rated, because it's, you know, I, I think that even if it's PG-13, the fact that he has knives for hands is not lost on the audience. Right, and like, they, they could have pulled off a decent amount of what they did in this movie without it, too. It's just, th- there was something about the, the fight for survival... You know yeah, what no, I it mean? Needs to be visceral. I, yeah. I, I I liked it. And God seeing um was it X twenty four? Is that the Weapon X name in this movie? Yeah, I think he I yeah, was I, it X twenty four because the girl's twenty three. I, I don't remember the yeah, number. Yeah, she now. you know the the da- Daphne Keen is twenty three. So the uh, the other thing and is man that scene I should have seen that coming a mile away even with like the younger facial feature and different haircut. But that got me. Yeah, that <laughs> I, was nasty. I, that scene in the I mean. You do not make a big budget like theatrical movie and just have a family help a group of people and kill every single fucking one of them. Like that yeah, was just yeah. brutal. That was like some children of men shit. Do you know yeah, what I was, mean? That like was, that, that was, was nasty. That's that's statement of purpose. Right yeah, there. that 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 whole scene is just perfectly done. It it, it you know, it's a western, right? I mean, that's what they yeah. said they wanted to make, and that's what they made. Yeah. Um, yeah, it works. I dig it. So, so then, uh, to move on from that, I've also caught up. Um, I had said on this podcast, and you know, this is a, this is another thing. You know, take my geek card away now. But I hadn't seen Blade <laughs> Runner till this year, and I've I've now seen every version of it, and um, mm-hmm. I, I do like the final cut the best. But I, I took them all in to make sure that that was the case, and. Um, before Blade Runner 2049 came out, I had said that the make or break for me on what I think of this movie, you know, kind of like the, the jar jar in the room or the thing that, you know, as a fan, a new fan, is they better not make a sequel to just have it be about telling us whether Decker is a replicant or not. Yeah. Because if so, don't give me that movie. That, that should be left ambiguous. That's the whole point. You can build on it. You can give me more winks and nods in either direction. But don't just have that be the story of the whole movie. And so here I am watching Blade Runner 2049. And first, the thing that strikes me is, God damn, if they didn't do a great job at making it look like a sequel to Blade Runner. It, it, it You know, it, it's not... It doesn't have the Star Wars prequel problem. You know, where all of a sudden everything is exposed differently and everything that... It, it, it it just it looks they somehow with today's 
technology made a movie that looks like, okay, yeah, this could be 30 years in the future or whatever it is from the, the original one. And, right, yeah. and I, I loved that about it. I mean, to a painstaking level. Number two, the movie has the balls to be slow. And mm. I don't mean slow as in bad. I mean slow as in it has the balls deliberate. to deliberate and make you feel things rather than force feed them to you. And whether I mean, there could very well be less action in this movie than the original. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Right. It's 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 very possible. At the very least, it's um, the the action is different because there's not much action in the original, but there is a lot more of the chasing yeah. and the shooting. Yeah. You know, it's like when he when he when he they're short action scenes, but every time he goes to get one of the replicants, there's, you know, he chases down uh, the uh, uh he he, ch- he chases down the time to die guy and they have a punch out and it's quick right. but it's a punch out and he chases down the the one who's posing as a stripper and she runs through the glass and they and they shoot uh and there's a fight with Pris and then there's a fight with Roy Batty. Right. So so there so there's there's probably an equal amount of action in this one, but it's very much said, okay, we're going to do a fight at the beginning and then we're going to do a fight at the end and they're going to draw on. But uh, it's, it's not, it's definitely not about the action stuff. No. And, and I like that about it. So but yeah, again, I'll, I'll say spoiler alert. Cause we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit and I feel like less people may have seen this one. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's no way to talk about this without spoiling. What did it. you? There's, there's, what I, I, I don't even think I've actually watched your review. What did you think of it? I thought it was really good. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know that it's uh, perfect. I don't know that it's as good as the original. Um, but I, I think it has a. I appreciate the deliberateness. I think it has a length problem that most of Denis Villeneuve's movies have. I think. Yes, almost I agree with you there. And and it's not so much that they end in the wrong place, like they like like when they when I get to the ending of even like Prisoners, which um, if if you haven't seen, uh, you should watch Prisoners. It's it's pretty good. But uh, if you go back through it, you get to the end and it's like, wow, that was a satisfying ending. Man, my butt is asleep because I was sitting here an unnecessarily long amount of time to get to that satisfying ending. Yeah, yeah, like um, he, he he gets he gets there, but he really likes the the lived-in sort of world, and if there's a scene that's worth doing one way that gets the idea across, but he can think of two ways to do it, he will show you both of those scenes. So, you know, if if you are not clear as as to what the, the crux of the relationship between uh, Ryan Gosling and Alexa, basically, uh, is in this movie, you will get four complete length scenes explaining yep. no this is this is what these people are to each other and it's not new information at each time it's just yeah this is uh this that we're we're just we're interested in how this functions true so uh and, true yeah and it's good and it's good because they are interesting that's one of the i i the 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 weird thing about doing a sequel to anything like Blade Runner that was a movie about, you know, looking forward to, you know, fantastical future technology is we kind of have better stuff now. Right. So it's sort of like, okay, what, what, how do we keep to that aesthetic without, uh, and also show how did it move forward? Like, what, what do they have now? And, and the answer pretty much comes to they have Siri, but Siri is a hologram. Yeah. And, you know, I, I thought, I liked that about it because it still felt it, it still had that looking forward but not looking too far forward thing that I love about the original. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Where it's like, yeah, you're looking forward, but that's basically something I already have in a shinier box. You know right, what yeah, I mean? It's like, 
Yeah. <laughs> 80s cyberpunk is now retrofuturism. And, and, and I like, you know, how um, taking, making Alexa mobile is, is a death, yeah. is a death sentence. Like, I, I, yeah. I, I love that whole thing about it. Once I download you to this portable thumb drive, <laughs> the, there's no going back. And that uh, they they pulled a surprising amount of emotion over the death of, of Alexa, basically, in this movie. Yeah, um, well, uh, you, you can see it coming a mile away. Like, once they oh, you go definitely to the trouble can. of, a, but, of um, explaining that for no good reason, this piece of downloadable technology works differently than every other piece of downloadable technology has ever worked. Right. Uh, but but they, they do it because it's like, oh, okay, all right, so she's going to get killed and it's going to mean some. But then, you know, we come back to it with the, the, the big, tall, alternate version of the same, you know, where it's the same and not the same, and he's considering his own humanity and whether or lack exactly. of like, Oh, okay, all right, we've, this, this, this means something. You know, this this is actually the there's a there's a thematic point to this beyond just the 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 emotional thing, which is good. It, it's good. They they deliver on a lot of the of, of the things like that, which I like about it. And um, and they deliver on it without having to beat you over the head with it, which which I you right. know which which I like too. By the way, Dave Bautista right is is the, yeah. the first replicant that he kills in this. Dave Bautista yeah. not in. Drax gear, just trying to look like a regular person, looks like yeah. Robert Irvine got stung by a bee, <laughs> and that really threw me off for a minute because I thought it was Robert Irvine. I'm like, no, that's Dave Bautista. <laughs> but why did Robert Irvine all of a sudden like inflate? Because <laughs> you because know, Robert Irvine's a big dude, but Dave Bautista yeah. is a giant dude. <laughs> yeah, and you know he is. I he has turned into a really interesting actor, and I hope that they. You know, I mean, they're they're gonna have him do action stuff forever, but I hope that someone like you know looks at him and recognizes, hey, you know, you've got like, oh, I'm sure you've got a bunch of like hard boiled cop movies and stuff. He he'd that, be great. Uh, that, that like like he should be the one. Like if they remake Die Hard, which I know they're probably they're they're gonna do that stupid origin movie. Yeah, but, please stop. Uh, please stop Die Hard. Just stop. Yeah, you you heard this right? This that we're, yes. we're getting a a yes, Die Hard origin. Please stop Die Hard. Please stop yeah. Die Hard. Just we're don't do it anymore. Ju- where apparently John McClane, despite being told that John McClane was nothing special as a cop in the first movie, were apparently going to get uh, an origin movie about how really interesting stuff happened to him before the Nakatomi building. Oh, Christ. Which defeats the entire purpose of that whole thing. So, so yeah. So Blade Runner. Um, <laughs> yes, Blade Runner. So, so Blade Runner, so, so, so I really did dig it. Um, I it really great. am glad that they gave Jared Leto a lackey. Yes. Um, because number one, and, and we may have a disagreement here. I did not dislike him in this movie. I actually liked the scenes he was in. I just feel that if he was even in there one scene more, I would have gone angry. Yeah. And so it's, it's... having him kind of, he's basically playing. Jared Leto annoys me because I'm pretty sure he's not acting in this. Like, I'm pretty sure yeah. it's just like, yeah. well, this is just how I decided to be this week. And they caught it on film. Um, yeah, and that worries me because the, his character works quite well in this movie, but I feel mm. as though it's missing a scene with him at the end. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because his lackey goes off and does all the dirty work, and then ends up dead, and they got it, and we never really see him angry again. Whereas the version of him in the original movie dies. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, and so 
I don't. I'm, I'm glad if we were spared a cut scene of maybe him chewing a little bit too much of the scenery. Um, yeah. But but he's fine in it. Um. But, but I I gotta. I don't want to make. I don't want to talk forever about it because everyone should see this movie. But I do love. There is one key scene. Um. And, and to get to it. I was say I was afraid that they were going to make the whole movie being about finding out if Deckard, um, you know, is a replicant or not. And I was glad yeah. that the whole first half of the movie basically spends so much time with Gosling. But the MacGuffin yeah. of oh, okay, someone's Deckard's kid. Obviously, as soon as they say someone had a baby, it, it's obvious. Even if they haven't fully told you who it's going to end up being, that's how we're going to pull Harrison Ford into the movie. Yada yada. Right, but I yeah. loved all of that. I love that the entire movie spends its whole time making you think it's Gosling, but you should know with how much time they spend on it that it's not going to be, but it's still kind yeah. of heartbreaking. It's really heartbreaking when he finds out he's not. Yeah, you know yeah, what I no, mean? A, oh, yeah, yeah you're, a, you, a, you are nothing. You're just a replicant, just like the rest of them. After he yeah, had no, this whole arc, which was about kind of, you know, kind of earning that. And was it just was it just the programmed thing telling him? this to make him feel good was that all yeah. part of it was just to lead him to it you know what i mean who, who knows right but um, exactly and that's what i mean everything about this movie that could be a yes or no question other than that harrison ford finds his daughter at the end of the movie which they don't even yeah. say they still don't yeah, even but, say it it's just implied you know. everything yeah. else in the movie could go either way and that's mm -hmm. what i love about it i love the scene between Jared Leto's character in Harrison Ford, where he says, kind of gives the, or was it just pre-programmed and predestined that you'd find her and take her out because the two of you were meant to get together and have this kid because it was all part of the plan. That's still kind of a, oh, Leto is insinuating you're a replicant. But not only does he not acknowledge it, it's never spoken about again. Yeah, and, 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 and I mean, and I know, love that about yeah. it. I love that about it, you know, because the the first movie has all those unanswered questions. We even get um, was that Edward James Olmos? Yes, it was. His his partner, but not partner, still making the little uh, the little um, origami, origami yeah. figures that were supposed to be a tell that he knew that he was a replicant, right? In the first yeah. movie, that's and, and and I love that he's still there, and there's. The movie is peppered with little Easter eggs, but it just mm -hmm. it just has the balls to not really resolve much. But that scene with Harrison Ford and his daughter is so goddamn satisfying and Gosling on the steps. Yeah. You know, kind of just accepting the fact I'm dying. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I mean, th that line of dialogue, what am I to you? Is such a good piece of dialogue. Yeah. You know, it, I, I, I was a hell of a movie. Like I said, is it perfect? No. But I don't think it was. I don't think it was possible to make a perfect sequel to Blade Runner because Blade Runner is well, Blade Runner's not Blade perfect. Runner's not perfect. And two, yeah. man, the fact that they even pulled off a movie that even is as good as it is is surprising. I mean, I, I, I there were times watching it where I felt the way I did watching Mad Max Fury Road with, holy shit, like they really did this. Yeah, <laughs> they really, really did this. I'm so happy that they did this. I'm yeah, really um, bummed out that I didn't find an audience, but at the same time, neither did Blade Runner. Yeah, it'll it'll get uh, it'll get the audience it's going to get. You know, when when they were when they put it out and they were hyping it, and you know they were they were really selling it as this. You know, I watch it, and I'm thinking, you know, 
that many people still haven't actually seen Blade Runner. Like, people know what right. it is now, and they know and they know they're supposed to like it. But, like, Blade Runner, it's, it's not a movie that draws giant television ratings. It's not a movie that draws, uh, like, giant DVD or streaming sales. Like, it's never been an especially popular movie. It's well regarded by fans. Yes. So, you know... What else was it going to be? Uh, but uh, you know, I think it'll it'll find its audience. I mean, it will it'll find the audience that it's always found, and uh, and it's good, and it's recognized as good. And they got Harrison Ford to come back and and show uh, up, know, do and yeah, show do, up. Do, he do, was awesome yeah. in this. He, he was he he was good. You you don't always know which Harrison Ford you're gonna get. But he is really good in this. He's really good, and I'm 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 glad that he showed up and was really good, and they don't kill him. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, he needs to die yeah. in Force Awakens. He's great in Force Awakens, right? There's just a yeah. there's a spring in his step, but there's he's acting in this. Like, yeah, this is it, it, kind of like we talked about Logan. This is the minute he walked on screen and started talking. This is Deckard. This is old yeah. Deckard. This isn't just Harrison Ford coming and nodding. You know what I mean? Yeah. Walking her and um. There, there's just so much to him, even in the little bit of the movie that he gets. And him and Gosling have great chemistry as, like, the changing of the guard, you know, the handoff kind of thing. It, it's just a hell of a good movie. Um, I, I, really, I really liked it. Um, so with that, um, I was going to say you've probably seen these. Um, but for 2017, my movies I've missed that I really want to see, especially before the Oscars, um, Big Sick. Have you seen The Big Sick? Yeah, it's cute. I need to see that um, and Split, mm-hmm. which I'm going to see soon, and The Post. Yeah, you got to watch Split. Those are the three. Yeah, and Post is technically a 2018 movie, but um, no, po- Post is 2017. Is it? They oh, they did a they did a limited, limited yeah, release thing. I I just got to see that. Um, yeah, no that that was uh, that that if if that wasn't a a 20 uh, if that was a 2018 movie, it would be coming out this time next year. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's, that, that this this is a movie that's made. Well, it's because they wanted to make it, but it's it's made on the schedule that it was made because it's an award season movie. So, okay. So then we, we don't have a ton of time left. I want to try to keep this one a little short, but um, yeah, let's talk about 2018 a little bit. So, uh, sure, sure. Um, I, I have a list. I made a short list of movies coming up, but what do you think? Well, let's make it easy to start. I'll start with you. What um, What is your most anticipated movie or couple of movies of 2018? Uh, let me uh, take a look at. Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to leave off things that uh, that I've already seen because that's cheating. Yes. But uh, uh, you know, in in a couple of weeks, Proud Mary comes out. I really want to see that. Yeah, Proud Mary looks good. It's good. It's a Boston movie. I didn't realize. Really? Well, yeah, because I mean, I knew it was shot in Boston. Because look at the trailer; it's shot in Boston. But yeah, no, it's a Boston movie. Oh, cool. And that uh, yeah, that comes out next week. Uh, they they've delayed the next Cloverfield again. Because, yeah, that's actually uh, the first one I have written down here. W- w- why did that get delayed? Because they haven't made it yet. Yeah, that's about what I figured. Is it still called God Particle? Uh, no one knows. <laughs> God damn. No God damn was Ten Cloverfield Lane better than it had any fucking right to be. I know we've yeah, talked about that before, but that movie's amazing. I will accept anything they want to give me uh, at mm. this point. After how well that turned out, um, Black. Black Panther comes out in like yeah, a month. Black Panther is coming out around my birthday, so that's probably going to be nice. my birthday movie this year. Actually, oh, I think Ready Player One comes out a week after it. And oh, wait, look at that. 
Yeah, there's Ready Player One. I'm 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 hoping that it's serviceable. <laughs> that that'll be a, that'll be a sight I, to see how that one turns out. <laughs> I you know the thing about Ready Player One, and I don't you know er, Ernie Klein is supposedly a pretty nice guy. I've heard he's an wanna... awesome guy. I just the book the book annoys I, the crap out of me. I haven't been I, able. To... I, I, I I don't want to be someone who shits on stuff like this just because. But no, I think we need more of this, and I think if I think if the movie is able to take it and filter it into, you know, what I'm sure he intended it to be, more power to him. I I I, yeah, the, I, I think he yeah. deserves. I think he deserves it. If the movie's great, he deserves to get the credibility for it. Yeah, that that was always my takeaway. Of Ready Player One was that it's you know, uh. Y- there's this thing where people will, they know what the 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 moral message and the the lesson and the point of their story should be, but they don't believe it themselves. Right. Like, like Ready Player One, without giving away the ghost on Ready Player One, amazingly, this thing that seems like it should end or wrap up with an acknowledgement that you should not live your entire life within someone else's digital nostalgia pretty much wraps up uh, in that way, but it's very clear that he does not actually believe that this world that he's imagined is a bad world, that he would actually love to live in the Oasis. And, you know, I, I don't know. The thing with Ready Player One is that the the only way I can imagine them turning this into a decent movie is that they would need the greatest filmmaker who ever who currently living and perhaps whoever lived to direct it. And son of a bitch, they they may have that. Yeah, so we'll it's, it, if if Spielberg shows up and we get you know, I'm trying to think of what Spielberg I want to show up. Munich Spielberg doesn't need to show up because that that would just be a hard impossible movie to watch. And I love Munich, but <laughs> if yeah. that tone is not needed here. But man, if we get like Minority Report AI, um, <laughs> Spielberg for this, oh man! <laughs> you, you, you know, even even just BFG Spielberg, where it shows God, up the you BF, watch this. You know, have we even talked about that on here? I don't it was understand. Good, wasn't it? It's awesome. The, yeah, and it again, th- this is why I think Ready Player One could be great because Ready Player One, the book, is, is written for me. I mean, I, I yeah. I'm 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 that guy. Like I'm a sucker for Stranger Things. I, I'm a sucker for, you know, Super 8 to some degree, but, you know, I'm, this stuff is made for me, so I just want it to be great, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, and I hope it is. The more, the less I see of the Oasis, the happier I get, mm. because the that that's the movie I want to see. I know the Oasis will be a big part of it, but yay, look, there's Chucky and there's Freddy Krueger. I know that stuff's going to be in the movie. I, I, I want to see where the heart is, you right, know what yeah. I mean? Um, so anyway, this that so we talked Black Panther, Ready Player One. I just want to do these kind of quick. Um, sure. We've talked Pacific Rim too, so we don't have to get into that. But that could hopefully be good. But it bothers me. Um, mm-hmm. What about a Wrinkle in Time? I think it looks great. I do too. It it, it looks like the, I guess the cylinders that were firing during Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe might be strong with Disney again. Yeah, yeah. Like well, it's, it looks it, it, bonkers. In well, a good way. What, I, what I'm into about this is A Wrinkle in Time is, you know, everything Madeline Langle does is it's such a, and it's so different, you know, tonally and aesthetically from everything else in even youth-oriented science fiction. And what I appreciate about this trailer is that there's not even an attempt to make this movie look like something that 
you know, like the 13-year-old you and I audience would want to see. Right. You know, even though it is a, a youth-oriented sci-fi thing about, you know, saving the universe and, and whatnot, it kind of throws it, like, the idea of, hey, it's it's Lord of the Rings, but, you know, very, uh, you know, it's SJW Lord of the Rings, like, basically is what they're pitching this as. Isn't Lord and of the Rings SJW Lord of the Rings? Pretty much, yeah. But, I'm, you know, I'm, we'll, we'll, am yeah. I going to get in trouble for saying that? <laughs> like, isn't, but, isn't that what the whole fucking thing is about? Yeah, that that rabid PC, uh, you know, uh, fundamentalist uh, J.R.R. Tolkien. But uh, no, this is, you know, I I like the, like the idea of hey, here's our you know hundred million dollar sci-fi epic where uh, Oprah Winfrey is is Gandalf in the rent in the rainbow colored coat with the with the big you know puffy wig, and you know it it looks like they they took every design thing they could do with this movie put it in front of the world's worst 12-year-old boy and everything he said was gay they put in the movie it it, it looks and i and i love that like love a that visual feast and i yeah. don't usually feel that way about disney young adult movie fair like it's yeah, usually it looks- kind of like oh this looks boring and redundant this looks like you know they kind of said hey remember all that that shit that was kind of a you know in in the lovely bones in the dream world that you know it, it was dark and and that, but but beautiful because it, let's 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 make that again, but but leave yeah. out the dark part. Even though Wrinkle in Time does, ha- it, it's bonkers. Um, yeah, it it looks like it looks like what an asshole would imagine the worst movie in the world to yes. be. And and that uh, and and that tickles me. Yeah, and exactly. I can't, and I can't uh, and I and I can't wait to see it because I love the idea that that, that you know. The, the various audience cross-sections for this are can also get their their huge movie and that there's, you know, the, the frankly, the young you and me audience just is not involved in this conversation. Like, nope. I think it looks like, a, I think it looks great, but like me, I, I know for a fact, me at like 13 would be looking at this going, oh, dude, what the fuck? And right. I, I love that. I love that. Right. Me now is yeah. going, oh God, this could be the spiritual successor to the never-ending story. Where do I sign up? Um, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, so with that, we can move into the, the the movie that looks like it's failing on every level that A Wrinkle in Time is succeeding on. What the fuck is going on with the Nutcracker? Yeah, I don't know. I, I forgot they were making this. What is going on? Does does it? It looks I have no like idea. it looks like they wanted to make another Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe movie, and had all the production done, and then the movie got canceled. So they decided, hey, what else can we fit into this? And say, oh, we we could have a Nutcracker movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, what it what it looks like, frankly, and I think uh, I'll check the date on this real quick. But isn't is is this Disney's Christmas movie next I year? I don't think it is. That's what makes it even weirder. I think it's summer. Is it? I think it's summer and freaking. Um, oh, it's, no- it's, uh, it's November. November and Joe Johnston yeah. is a co-director on it, and he was supposed yeah. to be making the next Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe movie. Which leads me to believe that that became this. I'm not sure. I think. I mean, the the reason that this is being made, frankly, is that Frozen Two isn't going to be out until uh, 2019, and Disney needs a Christmas movie. Oh no, I understand. It just so, but I mean, it, I'm not saying it looks bad. It looks bonkers. What's weird is it feels like every five years, someone somewhere in the film industry remembers that the that the Nutcracker is public domain because it's old. 
and decides, hey, we should make the Nutcracker. And they're always really weird. They're always terrible. There was like a, a Terry Gilliam-esque one that was like British last year. Yeah, it that just, was it, it feels like it's something that could be awesome. If they, you know yeah, what but, I mean? But, but it won't be. No, I'm just saying in general, the property. Yeah. The property right. is something that could be done awesome. Okay, so with yeah. that, we, we, we've you know you've got Deadpool two. Deadpool two will be awesome probably. Yeah. Um, Infin- oh, new, Mut- new mutants. New, new mutants, mutants looks awesome. Yeah. Um, Infinity War is a great trailer, and the Guardians of, of the Galaxy are in it, so I will see it. Yeah. Um, I just put myself through Guardians of the Galaxy two for the second time today. Uh, that was, that, was I that made up? it. Okay. I love yeah. that movie to death. It's, it's a great, great it, film. It's a great film, and just uh, the last like. 10 minutes are just hard. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Mary Poppins. Oh, is that actually getting released this year? I think it is. It is? Did I, they actually, because they haven't even trailered that. I think it, uh, the pictures I've seen look very good. I mean, they do, this yeah. Is, this is what Mary Poppins and Lin-Manuel Miranda is in it. Yeah, and he's doing the songs, which is fine. I like the guy. Yeah. I think that'll be fine. Um, and I guess Dick Van Dyke is playing the son of the old banker that he played in the first one. Yeah, yeah. Which I think, which is really cool. Uh, I, I mean, we've talked before. Dick Save, is still with us. Holy saving shit. Mr. Banks breaks me, and so yeah. I and I just love Mary Poppins. So I'll see anything. But this is another weird one. I'm not so sure why they're doing it, but I'm there. I hope I hope somehow they're keeping from us that Julie Andrews is in it somehow. She needs to be, right? You yeah, kind of don't I make so. this without her. Because Angela Lansbury is in it. Yeah. And she, so anyway, speaking of that, Bedknobs and Broomsticks mm-hmm. is something that they could do again. <laughs> this is where, yeah. where, where the, the British witch kills Nazis. That movie's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, do, 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 do you do you know why that happened? No, I, I hadn't I hadn't heard this before. Why why this was? Well, is it, like notoriously that's like sort of the it's it's like the alternate universe Mary Poppins. It's just a you know, bonkers freaking movie. But it's like it's Mary Poppins, but she's actually a witch, and there's like black magic, and they fight the Nazis, and it's it's just where supposedly the reason that happened was that when all of that business in saving Mr. Banks was going down. Uh, with whether or not the, they were going to get the release from uh, from the oh. author to, to to make it was that uh, the the reason that the movie is a little over dramatized because the movie kind of hangs, uh, you know the the obviously the audience is going to root for the movie that they love to get made, but the you know Saving Mr. Banks sort of hangs the 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 fate of of the universe sort of thing is that if she doesn't say yes to this, then the the two poor songwriter guys. All of these great songs they wrote aren't going to have anywhere to go. Uh, supposedly, Walt had already thought of that and had commissioned Bedknobs and Broomsticks as where they were going to stick the songs and from Mary that Poppins would make if they sense. didn't finish Mary Poppins. Uh, and that would make sense so, as to why it has the similar animated yeah. world sequences that the songs could fit into easily. Yeah, that was what they were going to do instead of Mary Poppins if they didn't get to finish Mary Poppins. And then by the time they got Mary Poppins done, they said, you know what? We already did enough work on, on, on this thing. Just make that one, too. That's super cool. All right, so, so there's yeah. that. Um, what else? Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse, which is the one movie I get to see from my favorite guys that pull off movies that shouldn't work from the Lego movie guys. Um, yeah, yeah. It looks well, the, awesome. The, the, it They'll looks... have directed some of Solo. Uh, um, the Spider-Man movie looks awesome. 
Yes, it does. It's great yes, to it see that with an audience and have the, the Miles reveal and yeah. and hear half the audience start to say, why is, and then realize that they sound racist and stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, Spider- Spider-Man is near. Is Oh, Jesus, yeah. The Spider-Man is near. <laughs> wow okay so that was good I- i'm really excited to see that one i think it looks great Me too. Me too. um jurassic world 2 which from what they've shown us now in trailers definitely looks like jurassic world 2 yeah yeah I, uh... I'm, I'm not sure if i want to see it but it looks like i like jurassic world I- I'm, I'm not going to pretend that i don't like everybody else the movie made a billion dollar, two billion dollars for a reason. But yeah, I, I'm hoping was, that the sequel to Jurassic World would be something more. <laughs> well, so, supposedly, and who knows if this is bullshit or not, but uh, the the line coming from the from, directly from the director apparently is that everything we're seeing in the trailer for Jurassic World Two: Fallen Kingdom is basically the first twenty minutes of. The I've movie. I've heard the same thing. Which, if that's true, that's awesome. I just. I had really wished that they sold me the, you know, what the, everything he's been saying and everything that Trevor Rao, his producer, has been saying. It would be really nice to see that, that you know, more Jurassic Park-ish movie that they claimed they made instead of dinosaurs. You like dinosaurs, right? We're going to give you the dinosaurs. And don't worry, Chris Pratt is still Chris Pratt. He might be even more Chris Pratt. He's going to be funny. <laughs> don't worry, it's going to be fine. Oh, and lots of running. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's when it when it comes to it, like I, I the fact that Jurassic World is kind of dumb is a thing that I like about it. Exactly, Jurassic so, Jurassic World is kind of like it, 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 it's I love it to death, and it's it's fan service all the way, and it's big and dumb, and I love it. I don't need that again. Now give me something yeah, ju- new. The thing is, like Ju- Jurassic World two, if if all Jurassic World two was was Jurassic Park two again, but this time volcano, I, I'd be okay. Yeah, but I, I'd like it to be a good movie. Is the problem with what you just said? I don't know. It's a, it's a, the Lost World I, is a, not a good movie. You know, the thing is, I know the Lost World Bob, isn't good, but but like when Bob, it's on, I'll watch what gymnastic raptors, dude. Yeah, I know it's no. stupid. What, what what else did I want out of Jurassic Park two? I I got the he, he, look. Here here's the thing about me and the Jurassic Park movies. I, I won't get off. Dude, I, won't, I won't get off on too much of a rant here. But here's the thing. This is why I allow the Jurassic Park movies. I'm really pissed off that we figured out how to make dinosaurs with basically keystrokes, and all of the film industry seemed to basically agree that only Jurassic Park is allowed to use them. I, I agree. You know, like I, agree. I, I, I want I want to strangle every other blockbuster filmmaker and tell them I'm saying you realize that Jurassic Park doesn't have any of those things copyrighted. You can make the T-Rex movie where it goes to Camp Crystal Lake or something and eats, you know, n- naked cheerleaders or what. You can make that now. And I should have, bare minimum, a brand new, crazy, insane, B-grade dinosaur movie every week to watch. And I don't because only Jurassic Park is apparently allowed to use dinosaurs. But that B-grade, so, so that it, B-grade dinosaur movie would make a fucking killing. It would, but but they're not doing it because they seem to think that only Jurassic Park is allowed to use dinosaurs. So if I have to accept, you know, cheesy, dumb Jurassic Park sequels to get my big, stupid B-movie dinosaur fix, I will take oh, them. Oh, believe and me, if, I'm, fi- I'm, say- I'm, I'm fine with it. The climax of Jurassic World is fucking glorious. 
Yeah, it is. What? And and if and if they're going to say, hey, uh, Jurassic World two, it's Jurassic World again, but this time volcano. I'm okay. I'm yeah, like, that's, I'm, that's, I am that's, fine. That's all with I need. It. That's all. That's all I need. There's a there's a a, a new evil version of T Rex thing that's going to chase them, and there's also lava. I'm fine. I don't. Apparently, there is something else. I don't need anything else. I got a T Rex and I got lava. Uh, there hasn't been lava in one of these movies. I'm okay. That's true. I'm 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 on board for that. So. So there's Jurassic World 2. So there's plenty yeah. more we could talk about, but we can probably save that for another one. But I'll end it on, I think in the Jurassic, uh, in the uh, Last Jedi thing, we talked about it, but what do you think is going to come of this Han Solo movie? I think it's going to be serviceable, you know? <laughs> but, but I mean, for instance, right, like, like Rogue One was a mess being made. That movie yeah. was way better than serviceable. Dude, yeah, I, I, yeah, I love I thought, Rogue yeah. One. Yeah, um, I think Rogue One is a really solid three-star movie. It really is. I, I love Rogue One. I, and I, I like it for being different. The thing is, is that we have it out of our system now. You can make a Star Wars prequel and it can be good. Yeah. I don't really think we needed a Han Solo movie. And neither so, did, and so I was excited I. when I found out who was making it because we didn't need a 21 Jump Street movie. And a Lego movie was a terrible idea. You know, all of yeah. these things that they've been able to pull off. And I fear that that exact level of different that they pull for, again, is probably the reason why they lost the job, among yeah. other things. Again, not to say any slight against Kathleen Kennedy. She's an incredible producer. And that's why these right. movies are good in the first place. But, um, man... And I love that Ron Howard gets to be I'm Ron Howard and I you know and I made a Star Wars movie which I think is fucking awesome, but um yeah. I don't know I just I'm I'm not excited about it. Yeah, I mean I the degree to which I was excited and I'm sure it'll be fine. It'll oh, be I'm just gonna, fine. believe me. Uh, I I don't want to sound like a hypocrite. I'm going to see it yeah. and I'll probably see yeah. it more than once. The the <laughs> thing of it is is I I don't need. I don't even know if I needed a a Han Solo solo movie when Harrison Ford was was young enough to still do, you know right. what I mean. This is what like, I'm I, saying. I, I don't think we need it. Like I, I get why people think they want a Han Solo movie, <sighs> and I and and I get like I get it, but it it feels like you know, the thing about Han. Now 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 here's the thing, I would gladly cheer and fund if I had money. A Lando movie. Oh yeah, yeah. See, I'm, that's I'm much the more interested and, and that, in, in that Lando. and that's the shit I'm excited about with what I'm seeing from this one. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, but man, like, just, I, then just to just make a fucking Lando movie and have her and have yeah. Solo show up in it. Do you yeah, know what no, I mean? I, like, I, I mean, I I get why they they would do it. They say, okay, you know, we we don't know all of the stuff about Han Solo, but I don't want to know the stuff. I don't want a final canonical answer to, to how the Kessel Run works. But, but we're going to get and that. That's the thing. That's the I whole know. reason they're making it. And it... I know. You know, it's... This This is a... I won't, I won't tangent this either, but a, a thing that has always bugged me a little bit about the extended Star Wars stuff, quote-unquote, and, and the Star Wars fandom and, and everything else about it, and has really been amplified by you know the 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 anger against things that are done in in the Last Jedi and Force Awakens and so on. Is Star Wars is a really odd, unusual, weird series, and one of the things that and because it's so huge, 
it's not really appreciated how bizarre it is. Star Wars has basically gone, will soon, yeah, has has gone nine, soon to be ten movies of a big, sprawling, fantasy, sci-fi, epic thing without ever once having a lead character who is the typical lead character that you think of for something like that, where it's a, you know, a tough, not very interesting, kind of smug, snarky, cool guy who, you know, gets laid all the time and is Mr. Badass as, as the hero. You know, Luke Skywalker is a whiner who becomes a more committed whiner, who becomes sort of like a Catholic ninja. Yes. And, and, and then I eventually... The Lord. Right, and then eventually he winds up as, you know, an, an aging burnout hippie because how else was he going to end up? Uh, and, you know, like uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan in the prequels are different sorts of guys, and now we have Rey as our main character, completely different sort of character from the others. You know, she's Luke, but she's not Luke, also a girl, and that matters, and, and all of this. But every time it comes time to make Star Wars stuff outside of that, the first thing everyone seems to think of is, okay, let's put generic badass guy in. Yeah. And it's and and it's always Shadows hey, of the Empire. Ha- right, yeah. Here's it's not Han da- Solo. Yeah, here's da- here's Dash Rendar or or uh oh, who's the guy from the 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 Force Unleashed get Star Killer? Right. Uh the, the the Secret Apprentice. And not that they're bad ca- Okay, Dash Rendar is a bad character, but but not that they're like the worst <laughs> things. It's it's just like the fact that Han would normally be the hero of something like Star Wars, but in Star Wars he's the weird sidekick. You know, he he's this odd supporting player, and he might be completely full of shit. You know, like when he, when he says that that I made you know you know this shit made the Kessel Run in uh, five parsecs. As soon as someone pointed, and I know it's not actually five, I forget the actual number, but the uh, the as soon as someone pointed out to me that you know twelve, you know, actually right? a par. A par yeah, something like that. Uh, you know, a parsec is actually a measure of time, not distance, or something like that. When 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 that was first put out to me, the first place my, my brain went is, well, duh, Han's a bullshit artist. Of course he's going to lie about something like that. You know, like it's some story. But then in the expanded universe, there's they some to try stupid to explanation, yeah. you know, that it's about, like, dodging around black holes to time travel or something. It's like, guys, come on. You we know, don't I, need that. So I... and. I just think Han is not interesting enough to be the main character because what's interesting about him is that he's not the main character. He just shows up, he does cool stuff, he doesn't overstay his fucking welcome. So I don't know that I need to to find out, you know, where Han came from or that he's got some kind of, you know, sincere, noble backstory to him because if he does, it kind of spoils the fact that he comes back in A New Hope because... The whole point of that is that it seems everything else we know about him, it seems very logical that he is now going to take off on them. Right, exactly. You, you know, so when he comes back, it's a big deal. And and the I don't need to know what he did to make Chewie swear a life debt to him. It's more interesting that we don't because it, it has the, the air of mystery of, wow, where, where has this bizarre, weird dude been and all of these adventures? It's like, I don't... I don't, I don't need a whole... I'm sure it'll be fine. It's just I; these are things I don't need to know. You know, I exactly. don't need to know anything more about. Huh? It, it's it's like you might as well t- tell me more about Chewie, except that would be more interesting because we don't know really a lot about the Wookies. Exactly. But but I'm sure it'll be fine. It's just and it's young Han Solo, so I get it. I just I hope that there is a reason to do this 
other than every 15 minutes, you know, having us go, oh, that's where that came from. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I I, I hope it's not just 15-minute blocks of, oh, there's the vest, there's the blaster, there's the gold dice, there's Chewie, there's Chewie's gun, oh, there's the Falcon. You know, I, I don't... I don't need to. I don't need a long because that's the worst stuff in Rogue One, and I yes, don't need a whole. I, I agree. I like I like Rogue One, but like I got, I got a little sick. I was like, oh hey, there's a thing, and then like by the time uh, you know Ponda Baba's there, I'm like, oh, I don't need to see Ponda Baba here. <laughs> you know, I I don't. Fine, great. Go. Hey, those guys were in another place before. That's interesting. I kind of assumed they were in another place before. I didn't think they lived in the cantina, but hey, thanks for that. Yeah. So okay, but it's you know it's. I'm sure so. I'm more interested for it to come out so we can see what this is and try to suss out what they were making that they decided that they didn't want. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So. But I'm sure. Yeah. With with that, it's it's way past the time limit we set for ourselves. Um, yeah, but that's okay. This was a good conversation. So I is that about yeah. good place to wrap up. I would say so. Okay, well then, um, uh, I'll. Where can people find you, Chris? Yes, you can find me on YouTube um, under my name. I think it's the Chippa, and I call it the Chippa Made This. Um, yep. You can also go to my Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/TheChippa. That's T-H-E-C-H-I-P-P-A. Um, thank mm-hmm. you to everyone who's supported me so far. Um, please share that with your friends and family and everyone else. And if you do like what I'm doing, um, this podcast is not funded through Movie Bob's Patreon. It, it's my own thing. So uh, please, um, if you like it, uh, send me your hard-earned dollars and I will keep making awesome things for you. And if not, yeah. just turn other people on to it. Um, and until next time, uh, as always, I'm Chris. I'm Bob. And thank you for coming along on the tangent.